Hallelujah. It feels good in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Jesus. What a presence of the Lord is here. Amen. It is different, but sometimes different is good. Sometimes we got to get out of our, our shell, our box a little bit. Yes, sir. I No, we're going to do that at the end. I apologize. That was my fault. I did, I'm talking to the ushers. That was my fault. I apologize. We're going to do, uh, we're going to receive the offering at the end so you can be prepared to give on your way out. Just for, with the different flow of the schedule, I just wanted to, to not interrupt anything. Just And I'm glad because it feels good in here. It feels good in here. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated right where you are. Why don't you high five your neighbor? Say, it's great to see you at Wednesday night. See some people reaching. You can do air fives. Air fives in the back. Air fives in the back. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are you good? I'm good. I feel good. I'm, gl- I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to be here. I hope you're happy to be here. Amen. Amen. Yes, uh, please continue to pray for Pastor Daniel. Keep in your prayers. I know he's going to be doing some camps throughout the summer. And uh, he is sought after. And that is so great for us to have somebody of that caliber, that anointing of that calling. And uh, he makes himself available for that. I'm sure he could be gone a lot more. I know he says no to a lot of people. <laughs> I know he says no, but he does go sometimes. And, and it's I'm thankful for this church that allows him to do so. Amen. Allows him to do so. And we can still have church. And we don't miss a step. We're just moving on. Amen. Amen. In the Holy Ghost. And when he gets back, we're going to have all the problems fixed. And <laughs> all, the, all the bad spirits out right now. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He's going to come back and be like, what in the world happened? Amen. I'm going to read a scripture and we're going to get into the word tonight and uh, and we're just going to pray throughout this sermon and we're going to pray at the end and just see what the Lord will do. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15. Um, I do give honor to Pastor Daniel and Sister Lacey. I appreciate you guys love them very much. Our leadership give honor to my wife. Beautiful, wonderful, the amazing, powerful, the marvelous. All those things. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful for all of them. First uh, Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15 says, I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. So with the help and the direction of the Holy Ghost, I'd like to speak to you on this subject tonight, the ministry of the saints. Amen. The ministry of the saints. We've already prayed, but just one more time. Let's just pray that the word of the Lord would be planted in our heart. Just close your eyes and ask the Lord to do what he wants to do. Lord, I thank you for what we already feel. God, we're going to move in the Holy Ghost tonight. We're going to feel after you. I pray that your word will be planted in our heart, a seed that would bring forth its fruit in its due season. Your word does not return void. Your word is right. It's true. God, I pray that you will help us, O Lord, here tonight. Help us, Lord, to stretch our faith. Help us, O Lord, to commit to some things. Help us, O Lord, to make some statements of our faith, of our ministry. I pray that you will, God, equip us. God, that you would strengthen us, encourage us, refresh us here tonight in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, help us to lay aside every weight and every sin, every distraction, everything that would come against us, everything that would oppose your work, oh Lord, we come against it. God, we seek the kingdom first. We seek you first in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise and everybody said amen. Amen. Before we get too much into it, I do want to lay some groundwork. Of course, we're speaking on the topic of the ministry of the saints. Uh, and, and ministry is a very broad term. It can mean very different, uh, a lot of different things, very broad, very general term. And so there's a lot of different applications. And generally, when we say minister, uh, we, we typically refer to a preacher or a teacher of the word, a leader within the church. When a preacher is being introduced, that pastor will say something like, come and minister to us or come and minister the word. A lot of times it is a speaking engagement speaking form of ministry. I don't know if that was me or not. I apologize. Uh, and we know what he's meaning whenever he says, come preach to us, come minister to us the word. Uh, and, and so there's very various different meanings of minister, but at its base, at the, the fundamental meaning of minister, it means uh, very simply to serve to serve. So whether that's a speaking position or whether that is a, an usher, a greeter, if that is anything, if that is making a meal for somebody, that means to minister. You are serving somebody, serving one another. 
And so I was, I was reading this scripture a few weeks ago. It came to my mind and I began to read it. And I began to look at it and pray about it. And, and I've heard it preached many times growing up. I remember, uh, uh, you know, just hearing it preached. I remember reading it and I remember, uh, just the feeling that I wanted to be addicted to the ministry that, that phrase addicted to the ministry would ring in my ears and in my spirit as a young person, uh, in youth prayer or in youth services, I would, I would, uh, hear brother Joey Campatella preach or brother Donnie Ellis or, and, and I, I wanted to be addicted to the ministry like these great men and women that I, I looked up to. And, and if there was a work night, I want to be, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be with the people of God. I wanted to be with the leaders in my church and of the youth department. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be addicted to the ministry. I wanted that. And I knew that God had a calling on my life. I knew that there was a draw in my spirit. Now I was a teenager. So with teenager comes, you know, the ups and downs of life. Right. But I always, always knew that there was, there was a drawing in my spirit that God had put his hand upon me through the ups and the downs and the twists and turns of life. And, and I just would always, it doesn't matter if I, if, if I was on a mountaintop or if I was in a valley low, but I would always, always try to do my best to be where my leaders were. And, uh, and so I wanted to, I wanted that, that, that addiction to the ministry and, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with, with saying, I want to be like so-and-so and you hear somebody preach, you see a minister and, and, and you see somebody lead in worship and they play a, an instrument. I want to be like them one day. I want to be like that. And, and, and that's my, that's my, my aspirations. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing for me to say. I wanted to be like Joey Campatello. The man's a freak for the Lord and he's awesome. He's powerful. I wanted to be like brother Joey Campatella. Uh, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, but, but I, I believe that I was a little bit misguided in my youth. You know, there's sometimes people see a scripture and they, they tend to focus on one portion of that scripture and not not to finish it out. You guys know what I'm talking about. We won't dig into that too deep. We won't dig too deep tonight, but, but there is that, that way that people are. And so I wanted to be addicted to the ministry. I wanted to be the cool cat on the platform. I wanted to be up there ministering and leading. I wanted to do it. I wanted to be that guy. But as you begin to read it and study it, it, it doesn't say addicted to the ministry. It says that these men, Stephanus and his house, have become addicted. They've addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, the ministry of the saints, not addicted to preaching, not addicted to, there's nothing wrong with that. I've heard pastor Daniel say, I'm addicted to the anointing. I think that's okay. We've got to crave it, want it, desire it, do whatever we can to experience it. But I think subconsciously I was just, you know, I just, I just want to be addicted to the ministry. I didn't understand that that passage was that they were addicted to the ministry of the saints. They were the ones reaching. They were the ones not only teaching and preaching, but they were the ones serving. They were the ones giving of their time, money, their efforts, their energies. They were the ones that were doing the ministering and the reaching. And so when you begin to look at it and study it out, it, it, it doesn't mean just preaching to them and teaching them, but it very literally means they were serving them. They would give of their abundance. They would give of what they had in order that their fellow saint would be lifted and would get through a tough time. I'm going to give you what I have. I'll, I'll give you some of the loaves and bread in my house. I, I will give you a little bit of my energy. I will help you get water out of that. Well, I will do that for you. And so it says here that, that, um, Stephanus, he was not a pastor. The Bible does not call him a pastor. It, it does refer him to, in a sense, as a leader, but it does not regard him as a pastor or just a preaching type ministry. However, this wonderful saint took it upon himself to serve his fellow saints. The Bible said that he and his house have addicted them, themselves, addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Romans 15 and one says, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the week and not to please ourselves. I, I'm not in this thing for me. I don't, I didn't want that preaching engagement. I didn't want that position just because to serve myself. No, but it's, 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 I want to do something to help somebody else. I've got, I, if, if God's blessed me, if God's helped me, I want to reach out. God's blessed me with an abundance. I want to give of myself. Those that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the week, not to please ourselves, but to bind us together, to help one another. 
to lift us and encourage us. Romans 12 and, 12 and 10 and also 13 says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Kindly affectioned, brotherly love, preferring one another. Skip down to 13. Distributing to the, uh, to the necessity of the saints given to hospitality. That's ministering. That's ministry right there. Yes, this is ministry. That's great. And if you, if you are called to do it, you want to do it great. That's awesome. But it comes down to the nitty and the gritty and the bones of it is just serving one another in brotherly love, loving one another enough that we can, we can lay aside our disagreements and lay aside our backgrounds and our issues and just saying, I see that there's a need and I'm going to, I'm going to help you with this thing. I'm going to give myself to you. So, so this man, Stephanus and his house used their energy, their time, very, very likely their money to serve and to take care of the saints of the most high. They distributed to one another what was needed. I, th- I believe in the book of Acts after the, uh, uh, the explosion in the upper room and they came out and when the church began to grow, began to, uh, uh, to grow that, that the saints would literally give liberally to one another, that they would go house to house and teaching Bible studies and fellowshipping. And, 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 and I, I, I believe that within that fellowship, fellowship and within those Bible studies being taught in between that, that ministering, they would say, you know, I was just over at the Smith's house and, and they're in need of something. And somebody said, okay, here, give it to them. They would give liberally. They would give give anything that they had. That's how the church began. And that's the church that the Lord is going to come back for a church that is not just so greedy and stingy. No, I worked hard for this blessing. No, God blessed you in your work. God blessed you. It's not all mine. Yes, I'm taken care of. I'm going to help you as well so i pray that we as individuals that make up a a a a a a conglomerate of a body of christ that will pray and we will operate in this kind of love and humility that we will adopt this kind of mindset you see this wasn't a paid gig this was not a position in the church or, or or someone with a fancy title it wasn't the apostle paul who was writing this he didn't he didn't say stephanus i need you to give to so-and-so or or so-and-so need something no it says that they addicted themselves they saw a need and they begin to step up and say god what can i do how can i help so-and-so i'm gonna be there to help them see they took it upon themselves to serve it and it, it, it wasn't just when the leaders were watching it it was not the bright lights coming down upon them there were no attaboys it was it was actually in the absence of 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 the apostle paul it was just a love and a devotion one to another that drove them to become addicted to the ministry of the saints they become addicted to serving one another yes now i'm going to say this now we're 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 always going to reach the lost okay souls harbor we're always going to reach the lost don't don't i don't want this to to to, uh, uh, to contradict what the church is about the Lord came to seek and to save that which was lost. Souls Harbor is here for the lost. Don't, don't get me wrong. We are going to evangelize. We're going to reach, teach, whatever we got to do, block parties. We're going to do anything and everything that we can to reach people. But in the kingdom of God, it's not only reaching, it is building one another. It's strengthening one another. The church doesn't grow just by reaching. The church grows from us being strong and from, for us enduring to the end. Amen. The Bible makes it very clear that the church is the body and each of us is a member and each of us have a purpose and a function within the body. We all know that we, we know the scriptures and we, and we know that, 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 that pastor and sister Lacey can't do everything on their own. They're awesome. They're amazing, but they're only two people. They're tired. I think sometimes, I don't know. Although pastor Daniel kind of, I'm like, I don't think that dude gets tired. That dude, I'm sorry. That was no disrespect. That man of God. I did not mean to say that that man of God. I don't think he gets tired. I'm like, man, help us. Jesus. He's like on another level. We're all just trying. We're just trying. We're trying pastor Daniel, but Ephesians four, 11 and 12 in the King James version says, and he gave some he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body in Christ. We'll break that down a little bit. For the, the perfecting of the saints, for, that actually means the preparing of the saints. The pastor, the teachers, the evangelists, when they come through here, yeah, they're here and, and the word of God is here and people receive the Holy Ghost, people being baptized, miracles, that's great. But, but what it comes down to is everything that we experience within the four walls, everything we experience within Bible study, everything we experience uh, 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 within our fellowship one with another is for the preparation of the saints. 
for the work of the ministry, for the labor of service, for the work of the ministry. It's not just the pastor. It's just not the department leaders. No, it's each and every one of us having a purpose and serving within that purpose. They're perfecting the saints. They're preparing the saints to work. They're preparing the saints to lead others, to lead one another for the edifying, for the building up of the church. It's for the edification of the church. It's not just so, so we can get fed and, and that's great. We've got those moments, but it's for the building up of the church. Now we're going to read a different version, the amplified version, 11 through 13. And this, I don't know if they got on the screen, if they got it. Yeah, there we go. Great. And it says, and his gifts to the church were varied. And he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak the, a, a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service. I, I'm going to come here and get fed. Soul Harbor, we get fed. We get good preaching, good teaching. We got the best of the best. We really do. From Bishop to Pastor Jason, Pastor Daniel, Pastor Donnie, these young ministers that we're having coming in from Bellevue. I'm telling you, we are blessed with some of the best ministering of the word. I'm going to get fed. My spirit's going to be refreshed and it's going to get fed. But that's not what it's all about. It's to perfect the saints for the works of service, to build up the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. That was a lot. That was a lot. But it's for a reason and for a purpose. We come here and get taught. We get preached to. We receive the word. We get prayed for. We pray for. We worship everything that we're doing. Yes, it's, I've got needs and, and I, I need God to help me. And yes, but there comes a point where it comes from. It goes from. I'm hungry. Feed me, pastor. I want the good word. I want, I want the milk. I want the meat. I want all of it. Feed me, help me. And that's okay. Cause there's a time for that, especially if we're new in this, if you're new to this, if, the, if, if, if you're new to this church, new to the, to the way that the church operates, new to uh, the functioning of the church, that's okay. It takes time. It takes time. It can take six months, a year, two years. It's okay. It takes time. As long as you are growing, as long as you are progressing, that's okay. You just keep doing it. If this is what you need, I mean, it's okay. Just come in with your hands open. God, I need it. Pastor, I need it. That's okay. I am not here to ridicule or rebuke. There are times that even seasoned saints, we need, we've got to be fed. We've got to be fed. But there has got to become a time in the church, the mature church, as we are maturing and developing. It's got to come from a time of taking that off and you just put it over your... All right, pastor, what can I do? All right, pastor, what can I do? Brother Lee, what can I help with in the kids thing? You know, what can I do? Brother Noah, can I help you in something? Brother Osborne, can I help in the ushers or the greeters or whoever? I want to do something. There's got to come a time where we, we go from this. It says the maturing believer to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ. And then it talks about the completeness and then the, the operating of the gifts of the spirit in unity. The reason we do this, the reason we come and get fed, the reason we come and we worship, the reason we come and hear the good word of the Lord preached, hard word or good word or word that tickles our ear, it's the word of God. It does not return void. The reason we come and take up, okay, give me, give me, great. Okay, but now there's a come a time that I'm going to put it on my, on my arm and I'm going to go and serve one another. I'm going to reach out and help somebody. Oh, you're struggling with something? Let me help you. Oh, oh you need to, to move a fridge on the weekend? I'll do that for you. On a Saturday? Yeah, I'll come and help you. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands and pray for just a moment. Come on, let our mindset shift. Let our spirit change a little bit. God, I want to help. I want to, I want to become a mature believer. God, I want to continue on this road of becoming a mature believer to help the church. God, I don't want to just come here and take up space. I know that that's a part of it. That's a growing process. But I want to be somebody that will help and that will serve and that will love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the fivefold ministry teaches us and leads us, 
we begin to grow, when the saints begin to mature and develop and we begin to serve one another and begin their ministry, the Bible says that they reach a place in the spirit where the gifts of the spirit begin to operate. We get to a place where there's such a love and such a unity that's among us. There is nothing that's hindering the flow of the spirit. There's nothing that is, that there's no friction from one department to another department. Uh, uh, there's nothing that's just kind of uh, 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 separating what God wants us to do in the spirit and throughout a church service and a prayer meeting. But we can freely flow in the spirit because there's nothing but love and unity in this church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And again, I'm not here to ridicule this church or any of its members. This church is a loving church. This church is a church that serves. Anytime we have an event, we have plenty of people here to help serve and clean up. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm really not. I want, but, but the whole, the, I was, I was studying this and praying was we're moving to a new building. And there's going to be more people. And this, this core right here, this church right here, the ones that are in this building, before we move over there, we've got to continue to mature and develop into what God wants us to be. There's got to be a love and a unity that begins to flow a liberty that's in this place as we develop. And we've got to go from here. We cannot stick here and go over there and still, because there's going to be new people that are doing this. There's going to be new people that, that are needing this. And who, who's going to serve them? And, 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 and all the new kids that are coming for Sunday school, we're going to need more Sunday school teachers. We're going to need more ushers. We're going to need more musicians and singers and, and more Bible study teachers. Amen. Pastor Daniel was doing a, was doing a, a, uh, a, a series of Bible studies uh, before Sunday night services for, I think we did six or seven, something like that. And there were probably... 15, 20 people, Brother Osborne, in there that were in there to become Bible study teachers. They were in there as Pastor Daniel would tell them, this is how we teach this Bible study. This is what you say. This is how the spirit can move. We had somebody get baptized after that Bible study when he was teaching the teachers. The Holy Ghost moves in Bible studies, y'all. They're important. Bible studies are important. But there were 15, 20 people in that room. And we have Bible studies happening. But I believe that there are people that were in that room that have not taught their Bible study yet. It's time for us to mature. It's time for, oh, I don't have a Bible study student. Teach your wife. Teach your kids. Get with somebody. Get with all these. Eric, don't have anything to do with summer. <laughs> teach Eric. <laughs> no, find somebody. There's Bible studies happening on Thursday night, on Wednesdays before services. I know there's probably others that I'm not thinking about right now. And thank God for it. And that's great. But there are plenty of us that were in that room that can say, you know, I was in there. I, I, I remember those Bible studies. I remember the feeling I was feeling whenever they were teaching. I remember that feeling that God was calling me to do something a little bit more. It is time, y'all. It is time we're having a summer harvest. We're moving into a new building. It is not time for us to sit back idly by and to say, what more can pastor teach me, help me with? Pastor's going to teach and he's going to help us continually. That's what he's going to do. That's his, his calling. That's his job. But it's ours to continue to take one step after another. Okay, I've heard that word. I'm going to apply that word. Okay, he taught me I can do this in prayer. I'm going to do that in prayer. He's given me the, the permission to go out and find somebody to teach. I'm going to go out and do it. He's given me permission to host a Bible study. That's what I'm going to do. Whatever it takes, I'm going to stretch my faith, stretch myself, and we're going to become mature, and we're going to continue to grow and, until God says it's time. Hallelujah. And what happens is we want that unity. We want that free flow of the spirit. We want the, the gifts of the spirit to flow. This is what happens. We're human and we get on each other's nerves. We're human and we make mistakes. We're human. And one person makes a decision that makes somebody else upset. That's in another department. It's just the workings of a church. It's a good sign. You're, you're human. Uh, we're not all just ghosts walking around. But people can get at each other. There can be this friction between departments. There can be friction between people and families and, and situations. And, and, and that's what happens. There, there's this, it's just, it's just life. There, this is a busy church. We've got a lot of events that we do. We do a lot of great things for the kids. We do things outside. We do things in the community, whatever it is. There's things happening. And so with that comes more opportunity for unity. And what happens comes more opportunity for friction. Because that's just the way that it goes. So what we have to do, there's nothing. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't even know of anything right now. I honestly can say this is, not, this is to prepare us. This is to help us get, get some spiritual meat on our spiritual bones, okay? So what happens is, is, is something happens, and then they come into service, 
and they're all upset because a decision was just made or somebody accidentally offended. It happens. It does happen. So, but what happens is we can't come in here with our fold, our, our arms folded and our spirit all just, oh, we're all disgruntled. One, God doesn't deserve that because he didn't do it. <laughs> Matthew 5, 23 and 24 says, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother have ought against thee, leave your gift before the altar, not on the altar. You leave it before you even get to the altar Go thy way, first be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer your gift. Jesus is saying, look, if you've got an issue, whether it's your fault or not, but you know there's an issue, you're going to come in here and try to offer up your worship. God's like, "Mm -mm. (laughs) mm-mm. You can praise, you can dance all you want, but if there is something, I may not know it, pastor may not know it, your spouse may not know it, you and that other person or you and whoever it is, that department may be the only people that know, and you're coming here and worshiping everything's fine, but in the spirit, God's saying, I'm not receiving your gift until you go and forgive and make this right, whether it's your fault or not, and as the body of Christ, we've got to, and that takes a mature person. That takes maturity. That's where we've got, I've got to get to that point. If somebody makes me upset, I don't want to come in here and miss what God is doing and cause friction in the spirit when there a miracle can take place, a soul can be saved, and I've got something all up in my crawl. All I've got to do is go to that person and say, look, I didn't like how you said it. I don't like the decision, but you know what? I forgive you. I'm going to go back into service and worship the Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, come on, help us. Come on, pray for a minute. Come on, search your heart for just a minute. I'm not saying you did anything, but God, prepare us that we don't do that. And if that does happen, God, help me to be quick to forgive. I don't want the sun to go down upon my wrath. I don't want a service to go down with when I'm still angry at somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, help us to be kingdom-minded. We've got to be kingdom-minded. That's not my department. That's not my position. That's not my authority. It's yours. Uh, God, it's yours. I don't want to mess this thing up. It's your kingdom. It's your purpose. It's your purpose. Hallelujah. We want our family members to come. We want our coworkers to come. We're going to evangelize the city. We're going to evangelize our, our, our workspace. We're going to do all that. We want them to come in and be saved and to be mature themselves. The church has got to be mature. If we want them to come into and experience a healthy walk with God, we've got to be having a healthy walk with God. The church has got to be healthy together. We can't just be kicking our other foot. The big toe is mad at the other toe. We can't be doing any of that. We've got to be healthy. Our relationship relationships have got to be healthy our communication has to be clear i don't want there to be friction between me and brother osborne me and brother angel me and brother steve if there's something i can do to help i want to do it i want to lend myself i want to lend my energy thank you jesus thank you jesus there cannot be disunity Bible says a house divided will not stand. We've got to be unified, not only around the message of the truth, the oneness of Jesus Christ, baptism in Jesus name. That's, that's what we consider and say, oh yeah, we know all that. We're going to be unified under the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. But we've got to be unified with all the other finer details of church. We've got to be unified. Now it's one thing when pastor Daniel or pastor or, or pastor Lacey, sister Lacey gets up here and says something. And sometimes it might rub us the wrong way. It might be a strong word. My toes might get a little bruised a little bit. It's one thing to hear that from them. And and most of the times, if you're like me, you're like, well, it's pastor. He's allowed to say that. I'm going to take it. I'm going to pray about it. And we're going to do it. That's, that's what I try to do. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm human just like you, but it's easier to do it when pastor says it because we honor our leaders. We honor our pastor. But what happens when it's a fellow laborer? What happens when a, a coworker? A department leader, a fellow department worker does something to offend us or does something to, 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 to hurt our feelings or to make a decision that causes an, an attitude to rise up. And well, I didn't like what they said. And I didn't like that. that. That's not a smart decision that they made. What do we do when it's a fellow laborer? Of course, of course, Pastor Daniel and Sister Lacey and 
the Osbournes, everything that they do. They say something. We're like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to work on it. I promise. But somebody else says something. You don't have the authority to tell me that. You don't have the right to tell me that. You know what? You're probably right. They probably don't. But as a maturing Christian, what do I do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall on my face. And if I've got an attitude with them or an issue with them, I want to be quick to forgive Soul Harbor. I pray that I'm always quick to forgive you. I pray that you're always quick to forgive me because it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. We're people. And as the church grows, there's going to be more people, more issues, more personality, more attitudes. And we just have to be so in love with God and so in love with seeking the kingdom first because that's all it's about. It's about the kingdom. Everything we're doing, I'm not here to build up my kingdom. I'm not here just to say that I'm good. I've done this or that. I am here for people to be saved. And in order to do that, I've got to humble myself. You've got to humble yourself. It's not somebody else's job to humble you. It's not your job to humble somebody else. That's not biblical. The Bible says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. And he will elevate you in due season. Jesus, Jesus. But our attitude, our attitude has got to be one to another. Like it says in Ephesians 4, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speak and be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Ephesians 4, 2 and 3, the beginning of that same chapter, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Do you know what meekness is? Meekness is having the power to do something, but the, the patience and the restraint to not do it. So even if you are right, you can come in and say, no, this is the situation. I've got the facts to prove it. I got pastor. He's on my side. You can come in there and say something. But the meekness is you restraining and say, no, that's not going to do any, any good. That's not going to do anything for anybody. It doesn't matter if I'm right or not. That situation, it doesn't matter. But what matters is revival. What matters is unity. What matters is lives being saved. Because the next verse says endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace endeavoring yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, my attitude towards you is gonna be with lowliness and meekness why because i'm endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit because we've got something special here at souls harbor souls harbor we have something powerful and special i'm gonna endeavor to keep that i'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep the unity of the spirit the unity and the love of the brethren That's what Abraham said to Lot. Lot said, yeah, we're going to, we're having issues. And Abraham said, we be brethren. Let's not have any issues. We're brethren. Let's dwell in unity. We can do this together. Yes. Jesus name. Yes. Romans uh, 15, five and six says now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one towards another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may be with one mind and one mouth glorifying God. How can we be one mind and one mouth glorifying God when you have angst against your brother? You come in here and worship the Lord, but you got issues going on with one another. You don't like how they sang it, how they did it. You don't like the way pastor said it, whatever it is. You don't like that the person said something in the parking lot. You come in, how can we have one mind? How can we have one mouth of worship trying to glorify God in this? And we're coming in here with our issues and our attitudes. I know this is a message of self-examination. I'm not saying any of this is going on, but I want us to be prepared for revival. I want to be prepared for growth of the church. First Peter 1 Peter 1:22 in the New Living Translation says, "You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth." Your sins were gone when you obeyed the truth. You got baptized. You received the gift of the Holy Ghost. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply with all of your heart. Oh, I'm a Christian. I got saved. I did that baptism thing. I got that Holy Ghost living inside of me. Oh yeah, I'm a one God tongue talking holy roller. Oh, but says, no, you love them. 
You love them deeply with all your heart. You love them. That's agape love. That's laying down my life kind of love. That's, I know they didn't say something right. And if it, it kind of pushed me, you know, they pushed my buttons, but I've got an agape love and it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to push it aside because I want to lay down anything that would hinder our relationship. Colossians 3, 12 and 13, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy. That means the inner parts. Mercy just coming out from the deepest part of you. Yeah, I'm hurt on the, on the surface, but it's okay because deep down I've got mercy for you and kindness and humbleness of mind, meekness and long suffering, forbearing one another. You want to know what that forbearing means? That literally means to put up with. Yes, oh, yes. yes it does. I've got to put up with some stuff, some people. We got to put up, we got to forbear one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. You've got to endure. That forbearing means to endure, to put up with. I know I've got to put up with so-and-so's attitude and so-and-so's way that they say things. And, and Brother Trace's sense of humor, I've got to forbear with Brother Trace. But it's okay because I love you. I love you and you love me. And it's okay because we can put everything else aside when it comes to the kingdom. It doesn't matter outside these walls. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. In here in the church amongst the brethren and sisters, we've got love. We've got mercy. My I love for you. I'm sorry, verse 14. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. It's a completion. You got to put on charity. Agape love. That's what that means. Charity means agape love. For above all these things, above all these things that are happening and going on, I'm going to put on the agape love because I want to keep that bond of perfectness. I want I want that bond of completion in the church. My love for you and my love for God and the lost is more than my love to be right. If I've got to keep my mouth shut in order for there to be unity, souls harbor, then so be it. Consider me a mute because we are going to have revival one way or another. So if I've got to keep my mouth shut, I will. If I've got to forgive you a hundred times, I will. If you've got to endure me, please do it because revival is worth it. The kingdom is worth it. My lost family is worth it worth it your friends are worth it come on why don't you clap your hands unto the lord if you feel that way if you feel like the kingdom is the most important thing in your life the kingdom is what we're seeking the lost souls is what we're seeking come on pray for just a minute we're almost done here we're almost done I don't want to have any odd against my brother. I don't want there to be any friction among us. If there's friction in the body, there's friction in the spirit. The spirit can't flow. Miracles can't happen. The lost can't be saved if there's friction. If there's things going on and there's things that are rubbing us the wrong way, we've got to move on quickly, Souls Harbor. We've got to be quick to forgive. thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus i pray at the conclusion of this when we pray before we leave i pray that we take on this spirit and this ministry of stephanus somebody that addicted themselves when you begin to look at that word addicted it means that they have a stay of set themselves they are the ones who set themselves to serve one another. They didn't wait for, for, uh, for preacher Paul to say, you need to go do it. But they have addicted themselves. They have set themselves. They appointed themselves. They took it upon themselves. They realized in the absence of Paul and of these other preachers and leaders that we have, in the absence, somebody has got to take care of my brother and my sister. Somebody's got to be the one to step up and say, I, after my long day of work, I'll, I'll, I'll say a prayer for you. After my long day of work, I'll come help you. After, after everything that my family's going through, I still got love for you and I'm still going to help you. It's the spirit and the ministry of Stephanus. It's, it's, it's going beyond just pastor saying, hey, would you go help so-and-so? Yes, of course I will. That's great. Do that. Yes. Do that. Yes. But it's got to go beyond that when nobody's asking. It's got to go beyond when, when, when anything is, the bright lights are not there and, 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 and somebody's in front of you saying, oh, you know, there's people here. I'm going to do something nice now because we're at the church. Come on. Come on. Let's not be superficial. 
Come on, it's the spirit. There's things that are happening beneath the surface. We've got to love one another. We've got to love one another. The Bible says, Paul says in verse 16, right after this, that they've addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. In verse 16, that ye submit yourselves unto such. Wait, he's not my pastor. He's not an evangelist. He's not my bishop. No, but he's a fellow laborer. And he's working to keep unity. And he's trying to love you the best that he knows how. Submit yourselves unto one another. I want to submit myself to you, Brother Osborne. I want to submit myself to you, Brother David. We're in this thing together. We're working together. We all got a part. We all got a portion in this thing. We're all just trying to make it. We're all just trying to help people. I submit myself unto you and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. And then he says in verse 17 and 18, for I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and, and, and Fortunatus and for, for Caicus, for that which I was lacking on your part, they have supplied. I don't, I don't think he was meaning to be hurtful there. I really don't because what happens was these three men have traveled to be, to be with Paul. And it does seem a little sharp. It does seem like you were lacking something and they, and they I'm glad they're here because they supplied me with what you're lacking. What, what, I, what I feel like through the reading and prayer and through that wasn't, wasn't because they were doing anything wrong. They were just absent. Paul was absent from them and Paul didn't know what was going on in the church. He was away. He was away. He didn't know uh, the issues of the church. He didn't know. And so, so what, what these three men did, Stephanus and these other two men, he said, Paul said, he said, they, 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 they came and they were, they were helpful to me. They have supplied what you were lacking in verse 18. He says this, he says, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge ye them that are such these men, these great men, great saints, not great preachers, not great evangelists, not great. No, these great men, these wonderful, faithful men of God, they have come and refreshed my spirit and yours. He says, he said, Paul, Paul was trying to, uh, in these letters uh, for the church at Corinth, he was trying to straighten out all their crazy ways, all their issues. They had a lot of things going on. And so Paul was missing his church family. He had been away and he wanted to be with them. He wanted to know the state of the church. And so he says, I'm glad that they're here with me. I, I couldn't be with you, but at least I had these three men that took it upon themselves to bring the letters of the church to me. They brought, they brought the information. They brought what was going on in the churches and they they brought it to me these men have refreshed my spirit Stephanus the spirit of this man is just serving one another whatever it takes to help Paul I know you might be a city or two away or a country away but I'm gonna come because I know that you are needing something your spirit is lacking something Paul so I'm gonna get a couple of buddies and we're gonna do what we can Paul was refreshed by these men it says in Paul's absence from the church he was refreshed by some good and faithful men that addicted themselves to the service of the church, to the service of the saints of the most high. And I want pastor Daniel to, I want him to know that in his absence, that this church is okay. I want him to know that between you and me and between you and you and, and Sunday school and youth and, and, the, and, and the media and the ushers and the greeters and the hospitality and the musicians and singers, look, everything's okay. Pastor Daniel, I want you to know we're trying to refresh your spirit. We're trying to, to, to make everything God work in unison. We're trying to be unified with what we're doing. We're praying for one another. We're serving one another. We're uplifting one another. We're not here to pull people down or to discourage them. So-and-so has a, a solo in, in, during the song service. So-and-so gets five minutes to speak. Pastor asked them to speak. Come on, I don't want to be here to say, why do they get to speak? It's been months of, uh, 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 since I had that opportunity. And they never asked me to do that. And, and uh, just, just get beside all that. Just continue to grow. Just continue to walk with God. Just continue. Th that stuff will, will fester. That attitude will fester. That attitude will just begin to get down inside of you. It's like roots from a plant that will just begin to go down and it'll begin to grasp onto everything. That spirit, that attitude will get a hold of you and it'll start to choke out the good word of God. It'll start to choke out the good things of the spirit. We cannot let attitudes fester. We've got to get over it quickly. We've got to forgive quickly. We've got to pray for one another every day. We got to serve one another, whatever the need, whatever the situation. 
That's the kind of saint I want to be. I want the spirit. God, I want to I have that ministry of Stephanus. I want to have that ministry of Stephanus, that spirit that says, I just want to love. I just want to serve whatever it takes to have revival, whatever it takes to help the man of God in my life. Pastor, I want revival, so I'm going to forgive. I want, I want revival, so I'm going to serve. I want revival, so I'm going to uplift and encourage. You can stand with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Begin to pray. We're done. We're going we're gonna to seek the face of the Lord for a minute. Again, let me explain. This is not because we're doing anything wrong. We've got something so good and so precious here, Souls Harbor. We're on a path that God, has, that God has set us on. There's a destiny. There's growth. There's revival. And it's just going to continue. There's no end to this thing unless we put an end to this thing. But if we will continue to seek the face of God, if we will continue to seek the love and forgiveness of God and the forgiveness of one another, come on, there's no end to this thing. There's no end to this thing. Come on, the people were passing by on the street. Come on, they're going to be saved. The community that you go into, the neighborhood that you go into, they can be saved. The miracle that you've been seeking, it can happen when we lay down any attitudes, when we lay down any unforgiveness. Come on.